January 13th, 2008. It's Sawat from Pedro Show. Thank <laughs> you. 
Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, January 13th, 2008. I'm here at my pad in Pedro. Not with Brother Matt. Missing him dearly, though. But do have uh, some guests. Oh, f- let me first tell you what we played. Uh, we started off the show with John Coltrane and a song called Catwalk off his new uh, Interplay uh, collection. Uh, the prestige stuff. Stuff off the Prestige label. Five CDs. I have the box with 16. This was a lot of stuff that John Coltrane played as a side man with other cats. And then we heard uh, The Beastly by Electric Kitty Cat. I think they're from Ohio. And I have some guests with me. And though they're not from Pedro, uh, they are from SoCal. I got Sean here from Long Beach. Hello. And Tiffany from uh, Tarts. Yeah, Torrance. Right. And, um, well, I just got done with six gigs um, with the Missing Man. We uh, were asked to play with this cat. Uh, well, first off, uh, Happy New Year, everybody. But anyway, my first gigs, actually it wasn't my first gigs. First gig was on the third, right, with Banyan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the Mint. Nell's. Nels Klein's 52nd birthday, mm-hmm. which came at midnight. He's actually born on the 4th. And uh, he was on fire. Yeah. You were there, Sean, right? Yeah, that was an amazing show. Mint downtown on Pico. And, uh, yeah, I did okay, I think. Yeah, you did. <laughs> the whole night was I don't on know. Fire. I don't remember it too well. That was, what, 10 days ago? Random. But after that, we had six gigs with the uh, Missing Man. Now, what happened was uh, a month ago or something, I got called by this cat, Ethan, up in Oakland or, or somewhere East Bay. And, uh, hey, me and my buddy Mike, we got this band, Mo- Monster Cock Rock. Oh, shit. <laughs> Look at that. Someone didn't turn their phone off. I didn't turn that off. <laughs> I told these guys to turn theirs. Listen. What? Hello? <laughs> Motherfuckers hung up. Um, anyway, um, uh, yeah, we're in this band Monster Cock Rally, and we want to bring over this cat, Calvin Weston. And Calvin Weston, I go, whoa, I remember Calvin. Uh, 25 years ago, the Minuteman had a gig, had three gigs with James Bloodalmer. He's a guitar player, incredible guitarist. And he had uh, uh, Amin Ali on bass and Calvin Weston on drums. So I said, shit, yeah, I'll, uh, we'll make this happen. I'll do, I'll do six gigs with you, yeah. And uh, so they got these gigs together, and uh, I asked Raul and Tom, they said, yeah. And so uh, we played... Uh, most of them were SoCal. One was in San Diego. The other five were around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but what happened was, um, right at the beginning, uh, Sunday was the first one, uh, a week from uh, today, uh, that fucking sickness I had last month came back on me. Huh? It, um, not bad, you know, not on the deck and shit, but I could feel it in my lung and my sinuses. And, uh, yeah. I couldn't, 
the stress of the gig obviously was putting it on, but I couldn't have it develop in pneumonia or anything like that. So I'm on antibiotic now. But anyway, aside from that, the gigs were righteous. And uh, the last one was in Hermosa Beach. Mm-hmm. We even got to jam with them. I, I got a little bit out of them in Long Beach. And uh, all the years, you know, it's a trip about music. You know, uh, and I thank Ethan and Mike so much for bringing them aboard. That was a great experience for me. Uh, it was a little hard. Now, I didn't get to pedal or paddle that whole time. I had to reserve everything. Also, they were late. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> Prospector, you guys got done off, like, off the stage, I think, at 2. 2 o'clock. So I was so glad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, was a, it was a righteous thing. Now, Calvin's been playing with Ornette. He still plays with Blood. Uh, he said he, Amin ain't playing anymore. Now, Amin Ali is the son of Rashid Ali. And Rashid mm-hmm. uh, was Coltrane's last drummer. I got to meet them both once in Belgium at some gig. Beautiful man, but he said, I mean, stopped playing a few years ago. And just recently, he's been in the hospital. He had a real bad sickness, but he made through, and he's healing up now, which was great to hear. I mean, that cat could play, man. Watching him, it was like a freight train coming out of his chest. He could lay that bass out. And then if you've heard Joe Biza, then you've... Got a hint at James Blood Omer because Joe Biza has learned some stuff. Yeah. Oh, D Boone. We all were listening to James Blood Omer. Tom Watson. Um, Shawnee, you brought some music here. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Roxy. No. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to play this? That's my favorite song <laughs> by them, and I, that's one of my favorite groups ever of all time. Roxy music. Okay, so here so, we go, Roxy. Thinking of life's inner me 
evening and my latest fling It's the same old story All love and glory It's a pantomime If you're looking for love In a looking glass world It's pretty hard to find Oh, mother of pearl I wouldn't trade you for another girl Intervention, always my intention, so why take my time? I've been looking for something I've always wanted but was never mine. But now I've seen that something just out of reach, glowing very holy grail. Oh, mother of power. Lady of a sacred world Thus even Zarathustra Another time loser Could believe in you With every goddess a let down Every idol a bring down It gets you down But the search for perfection Your own predilection Goes on and on and on and on Canadian club love A place in the country Everyone's ideal But you are my favorite And a place in your heart Dear makes me feel more real
gold Oh mother of pearl I wouldn't trade you for another girl Oh mother of pearl I wouldn't trade you for another girl Oh mother of pearl I wouldn't trade you for another girl Mon œil est fixé à votre iris Comme un narcisse Je contemple dans ce miroir Entre vos tempes Le reflet sombre de mes vices Allongé à même le sol Tout mon être vous peut plier Moi, peu à peu, je me pliais Devant vos charmes et vos paroles Madame Rose
same to be The man in front will not let me go by There's a pink tear glistening in his eyes
Shani, what did we just hear? We just heard Chlorine Dream by Dax Johnson, and before that was Rose Hybrid De They by Emily Simone, and we started off with Mother of Pearl by Roxy Music. Peaks. Oh, yeah, and we haven't introduced her. Peak came by, too. Hello. He played yours third, Tiff. Finally so, got here. Yeah, Peak. F- from Glassell Park, right? Took Glassel- a while. Glassell Park. Glassell. Glassell Park. Yeah, pronounce it wrong. I'm not sure. I have not got that verified how it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, and when Pete, is there any old timers you met there yet? Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe I didn't ask them. Can you imagine stumbling time. around this town and saying Pedro for years until right. finally hearing it, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and I still have not decided is it Los Feliz or Los Feliz or. Feelings? Yeah, lost feelings. Lost feelings. How you say that? I don't. I just I, I, you got to ask people living there. Yeah. You know, I think it's kind of it uppity to tell people how to say where they're living. Huh? Mm-hmm. So they should be able to tell you, and then you can learn from them. But then, the, then you have to doubt who. People no, they live there. Well, They're people authority. who live there, sometimes they That's just tra- transplants. <laughs> like yourself, no? <laughs> yeah. And um, some people tend to think that they know more than they do. So they don't speak for their town. Right. That's what I'm saying. It might be, they might be <laughs> perpetrating a fraud. Right. So I don't want to perpetuate another series yeah. of... We don't have to perpetuate. <laughs> or perpetrate. perpetrate. Are they the same thing? Perpetrate is like no. intentional um, no. wrong. Doing. What's the difference? Perpetuate is to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Perpetrate. Is yeah. It's a little bit evil yeah. intention yeah. in there. <laughs> so they are different words. Yes. <laughs> Probably even different letters. Yeah. A different <laughs> order of letters. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little bit. Anyway, Peek, you picked this tune. It's from a French lady. Yeah, I saw her last year. Um, she my, came and played here? Yeah, in Troubadour. Troubadour, um, yeah. Yeah, my roommate actually wrote an article about her uh, for a magazine called Reup. And um, I just uh, I just liked how how she put um, the techno music into her um, pop-ish song. And it's, 
it was um it's kind of an uplifting tune and i know it's not usually your style to have like girly uplifting uh, <laughs> happy right? music but um but i thought i'll just start it out with that <laughs> you don't get uplifted by john coltrane well more like you know girly frolicking around in the you know in the flowers <laughs> with the flowers so you were you were looking to bring something to this show that is missing well um since there are a lot of girls going to be here tonight I, I thought I took the opportunity to take over the show from your testosterone driven <laughs> normal <laughs> show I'm in middle age you don't have to worry about that you play girly stuff though no, not knowingly <laughs> we are here to put Mike on the spot. You're, you're perpetrating. You're going to perpetrate a strategy to keep me from perpetuating non-girly music. Exactly, okay. we got that right. Okay. And uh, Emily uh, Simone is one of the daggers in your arsenal. <laughs> yes, it's a pink. Now, candle. Tiff, you you picked this third one, and it's got an interesting story behind it. You were telling me the man who uh, wrote it and performed it, Dax here, yes. Dax Johnson. But it's hard for me. He to was talk a friend of you, right? Right, because he passed away. And I, um, if you want to know more about Dax Johnson, you can go to daxjohnson.com. Uh, we should play some more music.
by the teddy bears which i totally love thank you for playing that one also nighttime by captain pleased and bury you by asshole parade yeah now i picked those songs and you want to know why why did you pick those songs well i thought they were kind of you know in line with the discussion we were having um iggy played on that Bears. Teddy Bears and uh, Captain Please has flowed me a lot of good stuff and the Asshole Parade well you know sometimes much ado about nothing you know and so uh, they cut to the chase you know that Shakespeare play much ado about nothing no it's called Joe Strummer's Grave the chorus is um, what is the chorus? <laughs> Call Britannia, Jesus saves. Rupert Murdoch rules the waves. <laughs> Richard Branson's doesn't shave. And Joe Strummer's moulding in his grave. <clears throat> this was Joe Boy.
Pursuing any type of music just happened to like sound. If um, I liked old rock and roll music, then punk rock came along, and I liked that because it had this excitement. We made records, and the records didn't sound exciting, so we found out how to record them. Then we found out that if you use old valve gear and you use a small PA and try and have contact with the audience, then the effect's better. That's what music's about. Communication. So we make a decision to use less equipment because it's harder than just hiding behind being a rock group. First, when we came in August, someone rang and asked us to do a um, festival in Denver. So we did. Hello. Bye. Bye bye. Did a festival in Denver with, um, I can't remember the name of the record label, but we headlined it and they paid for our flights. So we did a couple of other dates to fill in as well. They're the first people we ever offered. Because we don't have an agent or a record label or management. I was on social security for about 15 years, 10, 15 years, and two years ago I came off social security and I make my living by being a painter, writer, a musician, but I haven't made any money, but I can live. No, I don't own houses or anything. Or some some months there isn't any money. Well, I suppose you're always trying to work out problems in your life. If everything's fine, then you don't. There's no sense for really um, being involved in uh, writing poetry, uh, music that explores your life and your feelings about yourself you know you'd, I don't know what you'd write if you didn't have this material to work with it's just making you accumulate a lot of shit over your life and from when you're a kid and always this shit's coming and you sort of like try and um, use it to grow something. You know, I don't want to be a professional. Doing everything from... Um, doing everything regardless for fun. Because we don't play, do big tours and we're not professional, then hopefully we can carry on for a long time without turning into a bunch of charlatans. This is called the humility of love.
I want Jesus Christ to save me. Like an idiot, I want the whiskey nights to save me. And like a fool, I want the women to save me. And I am a dumb, useless 29-year-old child, macho to myself in the mirror, puffing on bitter cigars, grinning through the stub of a tooth, trained in vanity, the worst type of egotist, smiling through the beer with bitter tears, never quite knowing the humility of love.
sorry soul A nickel pays this desert toll I'm running up, I'm running down Your number in another town Just one more click makes 24 So let me buy
Okay, started that chunk of music out there with Billy Childish doing Joe Strummer's Grave, along with a little interview spiel there with him. And a tiny poem he wrote, too, The Humility of Love. I want to thank Captain Please for flowing that. And then we heard two guys... I'm going to be doing the Brother Sister's Daughter tour in Japan along with uh, drummer, percussionist Sam Bennett. Did his tune Ain't No Train. And then the fuzz bass player, Kramer, did The Funny Scene. Uh, that's the first hour of the January 13th, 2008 Watt from Pedro show. Hold tight for hour two. January 13th, 2008, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. <laughs>
summer's the tubes, jealous of you Same old suit since 1962 Because the military two stepped down The nape of my neck I wanna go home I don't want to stay If our education is about a mistake Midweek on the plane Surf watch you on the knees, knees you in the drawn, elbow in the face. Bruises bigger than dinner plates. I wanna go home, I don't wanna stay. song by Israel Vibration, Marmalade by Geraldine Fibers, 
That's the second song. And then the Headmaster Ritual by the Smiths. Now, uh, you picked uh, Top Control. Yeah, it's um, it's one of my favorite songs um, in the reggae uh, genre. And yesterday I actually met a, pers- a person from Africa, a person. <laughs> actually, some, someone I already know, but I just started talking to him for the first time. And man, people, this guy, his story was so insane, the way he got to this country, um, the way he escaped the um, civil war in Liberia in the 90s and, and ended up over here. And it's kind of uh, gave me the whole image of... Um, ongoing warfares in that continent and famines and and um, all this crazy things going on there and this song was kind of like an overtone of of that so when i you know when it's it's just just something that's ringing in my head right now hmm. yeah i think in kenya right now there's a lot of trouble because of and, a rigged election or something yeah yeah um yeah i hope the people Overcome the hell. I think they can. And you picked uh, Fibbers? Yes, I did. Sean? Yes. And uh, I used to really enjoy seeing them play. Yeah. Uh, Foothill Days, a long time ago. And Carla Bozlich is one of my... It's I, from Pedro. From Pedro. And I hope you're feeling better, Carla, if you listen to this. Yeah, Carla got hurt in France. You know the story, Pete. Um, yeah, I got the, the mass email uh, telling the detail of the story. But didn't Nels fill you, fill you in? Oh, well, it's just kind of the same story that she already wrote out, the details, you know. Like some dude um, just attacked her on the street for no reason. and uh, While yeah. she was performing. Well, she, she was asked by some independent filmmaker I guess to do a little short video of her playing so she strapped on a guitar and a little amp and walking down the street and performing for this video crew when some guys uh, walking down the street and one of them decided to attack them and uh, singled her out and punched her in the face as hard as he could and uh, tried to take off I think he even took off chicken shit so yeah, she got hurt bad, uh, crushed the face and stuff. Terrible. Uh, and Tiff, for the first time on what from Pedro show, we had Smith. So what do you have to say for that? Well, if you invited me to choose yeah, a well, song the, for the, the radio show, the guests always dominate. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna choose a Smith song because the Smiths are my favorite. Yeah, what do you like about them? That was a hard one. I like the way they sound. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the music. I love the lyrics. You could think um, the singer's cute or... No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, no. no way. That's not the reason I, I that's like why, music. That's why I go see Banyan, by the way. I think the singer's cute. <laughs> don't make, don't want to make any judgment on those kind of things for myself. Yeah. I keep hearing things about other people saying stuff. So. <laughs> but you like the way it sounds. Yeah. Yes. And the singer is key. 
Especially when he's screaming. <laughs> yeah, just look at his current picture. Yeah, that very, one. Very. Who took fun. that and how'd they capture you in that moment? How? Yeah. The camera. Well, <laughs> I've never seen you look like that. No? No. <laughs> something something think, weird was going on with the camera. No. No, it was, it was, a, it was a moment. The camera's going live. <laughs> you don't you remind me But Photoshop does. It <laughs> was well, not Photoshop. I'm just saying. <laughs> Did you take it? No. No? Pick didn't Mm-mm. go to San Diego. Well, Ocean uh. Beach. No, it was a it guy me named Chad, who was actually working this other guy's camera who broke his foot skateboard. Oh. So he gave his camera off to Chad, and he took the shots. He's right in front, and uh, it was a tough gig for me. Yeah, you weren't feeling well. No. And uh, the crowd was very enthusiastic, uh, so I was going to give it my all. You always and do. sometimes I'm not very conscious of my appearance <laughs> and don't really care so much. And uh, what, whose machine is that? It but, but anyway, look, back to the show. Fuck that thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's dying, that's why. What about, you know, I'm asking you these questions about songs you pick and stuff. What about your early experiences with music. Look, I'll, I'll say this. When I go into a club and I see a band playing, the first person I check out is the bass player. See what they're doing. Well, that's weird. Well, I play bass. <laughs> what, what about you? What's <clears throat> the first person to... you look at? Or do you look? Do you I pay attention close to your eyes and just listen? I close my eyes. I listen a lot. Right. I, I do that a lot. And Do you watch the crowd dance. more than you watch the band? No. Mm-mm. I think I'll look around probably just to see the reaction, to see how people are uh, interpreting what they're hearing, and also the visual experience, depending on who's playing. But I watch everything that I can. I like to watch... The, uh, Do you listen to the words? Mm-hmm. Of course. I try to I absorb as much. I'm not a musician. Gigs? I try to decipher, especially if it's somebody that I'm familiar with. Um, I listen to the words. Sometimes I'll sing along. Sometimes I won't because I don't sing except in the shower. And But I like to watch also in between. when. So you like to see bands you know then? Yeah, bands I know and bands I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because you couldn't sing the songs if Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about but, you, Pete? Um, which part? When you come in, I watch you. Well, no, let's go back to the beginning. Know, what was the first band you saw? I would like to say Rush, but Rush? that would be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a first concert type thing. That was the favorite band you saw. <laughs> that was a kind of first big concert. What, you saw bands at a smaller thing? Yeah, like, um, I grew up in Thailand, and I saw a lot of... Thai uh, bands? Thai bands. Uh, I started getting into music then uh, as a way to escape What's the Thai scene like? Oh, sad, (laughs) in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, What were they playing? They're usually into things that are commerce, popular, easy to like. Covers? Oh, I mean, covers and, like, commercial 
commercial time music. Yeah, very huge into like they just about business, you know, about. And what's this? These are in clubs. Um, Clubs is also still pretentious because the Thais, I think, have a thing about wanting to be like. No matter what you do, you want to be like. So there's not really music that actually, you know, makes you mad or makes you any other emotion other than, oh, how sweet, (laughs) how cute, (laughs) how, you know. Yeah, it's very, like, I've been over it since I was, like, 13. No (laughs) Thai punk bands? No, not, well, not that I know of. I kind of heard about something. But, no. I don't know. I'm going to go check it out soon, I hope. Uh, Tiff, what story. was your first? Uh, your, <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta ask you. What, 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 what do you look at when you first see a band? Um, or do you look? Do you just listen? Well, I shoot a lot of bands, and I uh, over the years I got into with the camera. With the camera, the only legal way. Yes, um, uh, I I think when I judge a new band that I never heard, I would start. Um, hearing overall music of what is the most pronounced in in this band because i i like all kinds of musics but sometimes there is something that is is more unique in the band either is vocal or the guitar or the bass if it's more pronounced then i'll start focusing on that particular instrument because the rest seems to be supporting that right. so um and then i look for the dynamic within the bands and the alpha I, male the alpha <laughs> person alpha person yeah female. <laughs> yeah the Bogart. <laughs> okay, so they uh, you acquiesce. Some people might like say, "You know what? That guy's trying too hard. I'm gonna listen to his side mice." But there's always that case where yeah. the front person is completely an ass, and, yeah. and then you start looking for something else that right. that is actually holding it together instead of of the thing that you know, um, kind of. Yeah, it could be deceiving. That's why Perkins is key. Yeah. Well, most of the time it's easy to say that drummer is the backbone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe that. I'm so glad in Banyan that the drums are up front. Not just the sound, but physically he's up in the front of the stage. Mm-hmm. So many bands put the drummer way in the fucking back. And also Hellride. And Hellride yeah. or whatever Perkins is doing. When I'm playing with him, mm-hmm. I love him up front with me. Can't stand. I like watching you guys play off each other. Raul, that fascinates me. Front. Yeah, to watch you bass and drums, and not being a musician, I don't understand the relationship between the two. But it's so important that you know, especially if you're doing any type of improv, like you feed off each other. And that fascinates me to see, mm-hmm. like you second, not second guess, that. but you're like five thoughts ahead. And Steven's looking over at you, yeah. like smiling because he likes what you're doing. Yeah, and, like, and then Raul watching you, Raul, just, yeah. that is just like you the like cherry that? on the pie. <laughs> I love that. It's nice. So, no, it's what about n- Tom's spaced out look? <laughs> Tom's great. <laughs> he I gets in his world. He's in his own world. <laughs> I look at over him and his mm-hmm. eyes are like a million <laughs> light years. Yeah, but I like that. Yeah, I've been lucky. I play with people who are really connected. Some people, it's a real ego problem. They don't want to look. Well, 
ground and sing Everything is lost and gone So I think Till I stop to notice All the things I Days Like This by Josh Meese. And before that, you played Paco de Rinalda's Dream by the Thundersticks. Tindersticks. Oh, Tindersticks. Tindersticks. <laughs> Tindersticks. And Why Can't I Touch It by the Buzzcocks. You pick Buzzcocks. Yes. Why? Because there was no tremolo? Right, because <laughs> because I was in a hurry to pick something. That's a good song. <laughs> and and, and uh, Shawnee, you picked Tinder Sticks, right? Mm-hmm. From England, 
brilliant, brilliant group. You like about it. yeah? I think eight pieces, seven pieces. Yeah, I think I played on a bill with them once. Did you? Yeah. And then uh, Peak. Um, Josh Meese. Yeah. Uh, a friend of a friend um, from New York. Uh, this is another way for people to get into music. It's by someone who who you admire as uh, their music taste, and they go, "You got to check this guy out." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." So he showed me the website. Recommendation. Yeah, recommendation. He showed me the website of this guy, Josh Beast, and I fell in love with the cartoon character on there. It was sli- slightly animated. This is before you heard it. Yes, and I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, okay, I'm sold. And when I heard it, it's you know. Kind of, what you say, girly music by a boy, but uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, he I think he has a pretty good strong background in jazz and all this, and uh, and his music is pretty is pretty soothing in a sad, sweet way, and uh, I kind of got drawn to that. Jeff, what was the first band you saw? The first band that I can remember begging. My mom to get me tickets to see was Duran Duran. Eighty-four. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, hungry like the wolf. How important are the clothes? <laughs> what? <laughs> they don't matter. I know. It's no. to, that's funny. Yeah, it's hard to see. Especially coming from you. <laughs> Why? Which clothes well, will you put on today? <laughs> well, no, I like the gym day. <laughs> That was different. That was a change. The gym bag? Mm-hmm. That's the summer mm-hmm. outfit. I know. Yeah, I ain't wearing it now. No. Liddy. <laughs> but how important are the clothes? Some bands look nice when they're all dressed cute. Yeah. Like, what do other know, bands like look like? the killers, like? they always look nice and put together. Yeah, when, when you um, took me to that Smashing Pumpkin, they're all wearing white. Yeah. It was like a jumpsuit, uniform sort of white thing. I thought that was kind of... You think that was an accident? <laughs> well, hmm, let me think about that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought it's, it's a thing. You know, some band uses that as a thing. No, isn't sometimes like people go to a party and somebody's wearing the same dress as somebody else? Yeah, it's an accident. Yeah, you don't think <laughs> that that night? Well, I actually don't care. <laughs> to think about those things but I'm like okay whatever dresses the maid dresses the what about hair <laughs> what about hair <laughs> is it important yeah. is it important to you that you're asking these questions I think it's important if you are trying to convey an image if you are trying right. to like you want to you I'm asking you guys all this because people tell me women listen to music different than guys yeah, I, I, some women probably do, but I wouldn't say that. I, that's don't that's would be a stereotype. Well, that's why I'm asking. Yeah. I've been hearing that lately. Like you know, women listen to music with heart, and guys with head. And I'm like, oh, um, I I don't know. I Here's the thing I noticed. I, mean, it's I, know, I think people are people, but I think women, because of the upbringing, because of society, they uh, they're not as picky on. Uh, certain things that guys are guys I get I think more into uh, a little nuances it seems like they'll, they'll yeah, like you take niche. a group of guys and they'll split up into all bunch of little bands yeah. where uh, with women they'll pick all kind kind of come genre, together on yeah. more bands yeah. 
guys, it'll sound almost exactly the same, the bands, but they'll have their little minute reasons why they like yeah. some better than others. It doesn't seem... But I, I could be completely wrong about this. And I, I don't think it's something in the genes. I think it's something in the upbringing. Um, it's kind of tribal. Hmm. But I, basically, <laughs> because I've known a lot of women in music and guys in music, and uh, I think it is retarded to generalize that way. But I just thought by you guys answering these questions, people would figure that out for themselves. That's kind of... Well, in my case, like, you know... I, I, I think individuals that. listen to music different. Yeah, Every individual. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, as much as I say that I'm, I'm not part of the, you know, like, stereotype girls that listen to music, but I do jump around in different scenes, and, and yeah, when I was in the prog rock scene, <laughs> there's majority boys there, and it's, it's undeniable, you know, there's, you know, 80% of Rush... Fans well, why? Boys. Why do you think that is? Um, because of technicality. I think that it's, it's like, like technique. I, yeah, the techniques and a lot of people who like that particular band are players, and they go see the you know, the technical aspect of it. When women listening to music might not particularly care about the technique of how you know the mm-hmm. the the changes, <coughs> and, you know different rhythm and a lot of notes that is go- goes into the music they might listen right. to it for the feeling they get out of of music which i do mm-hmm. sometimes i mean it depends on my mood i do have that mood to just like i'm just gonna listen to something that makes me feel you know uh light today mm-hmm. so um, that's a lot of notes not a lot of notes. <laughs> Less notes. But depends. Sometimes I'm, when I'm angry, I listen to aggressive music, and it seems to work well for mm-hmm. me. More notes, more anger. More notes, more angst, more, you know, screaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, but it, it's also you know like some people, boys or girls, um, there there are difference differences between people who seek music that get into it more to. Uh, um, to help them with their daily life, you know, that's like it. It kind of breaks down into different parts too, you know, like different peoples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Early influences too, right? Yeah. Develop, they, yeah, I think. Because I was listening to. What about me being raised military? Actually, Navy housing. There wasn't a lot of different kinds of music. No? I never heard one note of jazz until I got into punk scene. Hmm. It was very narrow. So it was meeting people at the clubs that really helped me. And the punk scene, too. These records came. They, you could tell their influences were a lot across the board. Stuff I didn't know where it was coming from, which I found very interesting. Even though the other music beforehand, they could play uh, well and stuff, it seemed to be all recycling the same trough. I remember getting a lot of help from people my age for like in the Stooges then, you know, and I I liked it, man. I didn't care if it was a lot of notes or not. I didn't know what mm-hmm. it was. It was just a, a weird feeling. And it was it did shake me up, you know. But on the other hand, it did feel like Lil Richard or my generation or something. Some parts of of rock and roll that I heard that 
had this kind of trippy spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, I got into music to be with Dee Boone. I had heard records before I had records. In fact, I knew a lot more rock and roll than him. He didn't know. He only knew Creedence when I met him. But I didn't wasn't really into it as much as when I got to play it with him. And then figuring out the songs with him, because in those days you would copy uh, songs off the records in your room and try to play them. Mm-hmm. And so I would try to figure it out with him and, and stuff. And that was... Uh, then we went and saw punk gigs, and we saw that people like us were actually trying to play gigs. And I, ne- I never even knew about anything like that as a young man. Now, internet, yeah, I guess that helps people along and stuff. But I, I, I think there was a paradigm shift in the zeitgeist of the young culture. You know, that's interesting. I mean, <laughs> if you want to ask me. Mm-hmm. Do you mean like now? Uh, like a versus when I was a young, uh, from Watt, from Watt's perspective. Well, I think, you know, this uh, culture has shifted and changed all the time. You know, when you give a different criteria for a different generation, you can always say that, oh, it's different than, you know, 10 years ago, it's different than now. It's because it's a different criteria. It's also, I think, in your. Um, we would not listen to older music. Like we the, would not listen to older right, music. The, like the punk scene, I, I felt like it's. Like, you know, we acted a lot to the political issue at that time, too. Um, you know, the, the so- society was set up in such a way that people are more rebellious. Rebellious. I can't say that word. <laughs> rebellious? Rebellious. <laughs> to, to, you know, the status Yeah, but punk quo. was way more of a minority then. It was way right. small. But, but still, you know, it's, it's a niche. People get together and there, are, there is a group of people who, you know, have this... this energy to go against whatever was, was the norm at the time so well yeah the norm I always felt outside the norm anyway it seemed like I had to go to war with myself mm-hmm. with my past yeah and stuff I accepted like this notion of talent and who could really play and who could and after mm-hmm. a while I just threw all that out I said wow if it comes in my ears and I like it then it's okay Right. I don't care mm-hmm. how that got there mm-hmm where I, for some reason, used to be worried about that before, hmm. and or, or something. In fact, that's the, I mean, the there's truth. There's still problems when I listen to a band. I can't just listen to them. My mind starts trying to fucking reference them yeah. to another band. It's that's, disgusting. I would argue that that's a true American spirit right there. But that's interesting <laughs> well, that you say that, because that's true. something that upsets me when a band wants <laughs> it, to it sound like another band. No, I'm not blaming the band. I'm talking about my own mind doing that. I'm not giving a band a fair shake. I'm automatically trying to reference them to another band. It's disgusting. I've tried really hard to try to break myself of that habit. Don't you think that's kind of normal, though? Yeah, but I'm not... I don't consider myself that normal. I'm not saying... I don't mean that. I don't mean that, but... No, I know. (laughs) Not that. I can't be an expert on that. Meaning that it's not... uh, Anyway, I don't mean anyway, <laughs> I don't mean that. Let's get away from that. I mean, I just wanted to have women talk about music and how they experience it. And uh, I get to talk all the time on the show. People get to hear about what I think. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but I got a chance to have you guys here and you can talk about those kind of things. You know, I'm, I'm here to learn, not to judge on you like that. And we're here to take it over. Yeah, take it over. <laughs> 
from Pedro show started that off with Sherlock Holmes uh yeah Dirt Bombs with Sherlock Holmes then we heard the Capricious Robot by Yucca you know those Yucca plants mm-hmm. you don't want to fall on one it hurt <laughs> and then we heard Fiery by the Daughters uh we've run out of time we gotta move on to the second hour, uh, third hour so hold tight January 13th, 2008, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. And starting off this new year, we begin a new adventure with Jack Flanders. This is part one of Jack Flanders in Dreams of India. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I'll have the uh, the chicken vindaloo. Chicken vindaloo. And the um, the sag paneer. Sag paneer. And the dal. Dal. And uh, that puffy bread. Puri. Yes. Appetizer, sir? Uh, no. Would you like something to drink? Do you have uh, Indian beer? Yes, we have very good beer, Pink Pelican. <laughs> Pink Pelican? I'm sure you'll not be disappointing, sir. Well, I hope not. Pink Pelican. Hmm. Something about eating alone, especially in New York. Food just never tastes as good. I don't know why that is. I wonder if food critics eat alone. Well, that's an interesting thought. Pink Pelican. Oh, gee, comes in a large bottle, doesn't it? It will be most pleasing. Oh, good. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Look at that. There's even a pink pelican on the label. Mmm. Mmm. It's excellent. Yes, very good. Yes, thank you. Pink pelican. The chicken vindaloo. Mm. The saag paneer. Mm. Mm. The dal and the puri. Oh, it's great. Enjoy. I will, thank you. Mm. Mm. Oh. It's hot. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Mr. Flanders? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I- I'm sorry, am I disturbing you? No, no. Uh, no, not at all. I... Mm. This stuff is hot. May I speak to you? Uh, sure. Um, do you want to sit down, Miss... Uh, thank you. Should I... Should I call the waiter? No, no. I- I've just eaten, thank you. You don't mind if I continue eating? No, please. Um, mm. I believe you know my aunt. Hmm? Oh, um, can I get you something to drink? No, no, thank you. My aunt is someone, I think... Is there, is there something wrong? You're looking at me very strangely. Oh, no, it, it, it's just that in that sari, you look so exotic. Mr. Flanders. Oh, just Jack, please. I still don't know who you are. Kamla Shukla. Kamla? <laughs> it's a beautiful name. Thank you. I believe you met my aunt some time ago. Oh, what's her name? Chatterjee. Chatterjee? Oh, her first name? Lalita. Lalita Chatterjee? <laughs> That's a name I'd remember. But I'm sorry, I don't recall meeting her. You gave her your card. I did? Yes, I have it right here. Huh. What appears to be coming at you is coming from you. Jack Flanders, 300... Well, that's my address, my phone number. It's all correct, except for one thing. And what is that? I've never seen this card before. I don't understand. Well, look at it. It's worn, it's yellow with age, it... It looks like it was printed decades ago. So then it's not you? Well, it it is me, but I don't know where this card came from. I never had it printed. What appears to be coming at you is coming from you. Are, are you familiar with that? 
<laughs> Something I believe in, yeah. It is you, isn't it? Well, it's me. Somehow me. Some, some me. But this isn't mine. Here. Would you help her? Who? My aunt. It's very important to her. Well, what's her problem? Well, she'll have to tell you. Oh. She sent me to ask you to come and see her. Uh, can I finish eating first? <laughs> yeah, hmm. if you insist. Does she live nearby? Mm, I'll take you there. Fine. Where does she live? She lives near Mysore. Mysore? Uh... That's not exactly in upstate New York, is it? No. <clears throat> It's in India. India? South India. Look, I, I can't just pick up and go to India, can I? All expenses will be paid. I've always wanted to go to India. <laughs> She really needs your help. I guess I'd better get the check. Bera? Bera? Bera, check de dije. Acha, jaldi karo. It seems the only time I get to London anymore is, well, to change planes. How long is this whole flight? About um, 18 hours. We'll fly to Delhi, then Bombay, and then Bangalore. 18 hours? But that's just to Delhi. <laughs> Great. We'll spend a day in Delhi and another day in Bombay. I have some business to attend to, so you'll be on your own. Hmm. Kamala, do you have a photo of your aunt? No, I'm sorry, I don't. I, I keep wondering where I could have met her. Oh, that's our flight. Come on, hurry up. Come on. You know, I had the impression Indian women were sort of meek, you know, followed behind their husbands. That's a great misconception, Mr. Flanders. A jab. Jack, Indian men are weak, so we women must be strong, and we are. Hurry up. Coming, coming. Shh. So, this is New Delhi. Is there an old Delhi? <laughs> yes. Oh. Well, I suggest you rest to readjust to the time difference. When it's noon here, it's practically midnight in New York. Well, that's okay. That's when I get going. <laughs> we'll see. Hmm. God, it sure is hot here, isn't it? Yeah, it can get to 110 degrees. And that's just in the shade, Jack. Whew. Okay, then I'll see you this evening. Oh, okay. Well, jet lag or not, I think I'll try one of those three-wheeled scooter taxis. It's nothing like a little careening through traffic to wake me up. Special tour of our beautiful city. I'd rather walk. Thank you. Okay, boss. <sighs> Here, good sir. I have a wife and family. Here. 
many, many children. Come on. Nine hungry children, sir. Look, that's not my fault. Ciao. So, this is old Delhi. Narrow streets. It's positively ancient. Except for the TV antennas. The radios, the commercials. Garage billboards. There's no escape. Except death, maybe. But then again, I wonder if they have commercials in hell. Tempting you, tormenting you. Never fulfilling your desires. But that's no different than here, is it? <laughs> I long for the island of songs across this heaving sea of shouts. Ah, look at those big birds perched on the wall. Those are called kites, I think. Those birds that float above you in the city. They circle like vultures looking for tourists with jet lag. I better keep moving. It's a school. It's nice. People passing. Looking at me, wondering who I am, why I'm here. So do I. Why am I here? And where am I? I think I'm lost. I carry in my world that flourishes, the worlds that have failed. And we started with the first part of Jack Flanders' Dreams of India. Jack's on a new adventure. It's time to India. I was explaining to the people here about uh, ZBS and them making these my movies for the last 36 years. And uh, they usually go to a town and get the ambient sounds of the town and then make a story around it bring it back to upstate New York where they live and same actors uh, Meatball Fulton's the brain behind it all and pretty trippy stuff I heard as a teenager late at night on KPFK I would listen and I just dug it and uh, so uh, we sail again with Jack now um, I told everybody I'm going to record a book of knots next week San Francisco, Tony Mamoni, Joel Hamilton, others. And then the week after that, uh, Bob Lee, Dallas Klein, Black Gang, 
here in L.A., record my autumn record. And then after that, mm. in fact, the day after, I fly to Japan and do a tour with a unit known as Brother's Sister's Daughter, which is going to have uh, Mark Kramer on fuzz bass, myself on bass, and Sam Bennett on drums for the first 11 gigs, and Yuko Araki on the last three gigs. And it's totally improvised, so it'll be very scary for me, but the last three times I've been to Japan, it's been a big rock scene, so I want to learn their little underground things. I'll be rolling in a boat, in a van, around their towns February so it should be good and cold but I think it's still <laughs> worth it for me uh, to take this plunge I got a little window of opportunity at the, before Stooges starts up again this spring anyway uh, there's bands playing with us on this tour they've asked to play with us one band called Light from Tokyo is on every gig but there's bands uh, on several other gigs some just one gig some a couple and I found music from all uh, these cats so uh, I'm going to play them right now so you, you can hear, because I, for the first time, was hearing these uh, people, and it's very interesting stuff that is going to come alongside the brother's sister's daughter tour.
started off there, these are all the bands I'm going to be playing with. Wrong, 5471, Red Bicycle by Ultra Junior, Six Slash Four by Kuru Crew, I Miss Seeing All by Light, Resistance Activity of Brain by Male Goat, uh, Dokoro Don by Two Up, I Was Robot by Shift, Live Shit Action 88 by Hunter Rash. Championship by Anx. 
and low by balloons. I want to thank you all three for coming by. You're welcome. from Pedro Show. Um, I'm going to try, try to do another one next week before I start my craziness, and maybe I can do it in between uh, my two recording things, too. So um, it's January 13, 2008, Watt from Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.